Human design is a part science, part spiritual system that tells you who you came here to be. You have your own blueprint, your own way of becoming successful, your own way your dreams are going to come true, the way you'll experience the most joy and fulfillment. The instruction manual for how to move through the world is custom to you. When you act according to that manual, when you act as the real you, everything in life comes to you with more ease and less resistance. We all know we're different, yet we're still acting like there's one way to do life. Let's talk about it. To find out your design and the designs of the people in your life, you can visit myhumandesign.com or download the My Human Design app in the App Store and on Google Play. So you said something to me recently that really made me laugh and it was a really good continuation I thought with the topic that we covered last week on the podcast about overworking and work with your human design you said the last thing we need is a world of people misperceiving themselves as idiots and (laughs) do you remember the context of that it was no I don't (laughs) it was about how it was something that you, I didn't do well, or you didn't do well. And then the other person of us did that thing really well. And it was a conversation around the fact that we kind of fill each other's gaps. And that if you, we weren't okay with having somebody being good at something that we weren't good at, we would just be running around feeling like we were idiots, but really we just don't need to know how to do that thing. Yeah. It's vaguely coming back to me now, but I remember the main principle behind it, which is like, if you are A and I ask you to be B your entire life, and it happens to all of us, like we all think we're just not good at something. And that means we're something wrong with us or we're idiots or we're not smart enough or we're not what, instead of actually just life has never tried to make us say you can just be A, like you don't have to be A and B and C and D and, 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 because no one should be all the things because that would lead you'd be the only you'd have to be the only person on planet earth then there wouldn't be the need for other human beings so but i think the chronically bad thing about the society that we live in is that there are so many people walking around feeling like they're not um capable enough or not gifted enough because anything that they're not good at they think that that means they're not good at you know they they take it so badly rather than lightly just being like oh yeah I'm not good at that thing and that Mm -hmm. doesn't say anything about me because everyone has an equal number of giftedness and also things that they're not supposed to be good at and they just didn't come to be good at so it's like what I really want to empower people with is like stop trying to be good at things that you think you have to be good at and double down on the things you really are good at because when you have the evidence of the things that you really are gifted in, it kind of makes it more, you become more okay with being not good at the stuff you're not good at. And you must, it just becomes easier to just embrace it without taking it to mean anything about your own worth or abilities or, um, well, how do I put this probability of getting to your dreams? Because I think we do that a lot too. Yeah, it's almost like we are coming though from this existence where there are these like common traits that, are considered things that we should all be good at. But the only way we get out of that, like we're kind of in a place where we're trying to get out of that, right? Mm. And I can think of even more like micro things. Like, for example, if you are okay with realizing that you're not supposed to be good at um, Excel spreadsheets, for example, right? And you've, you've then told yourself that you're a creative. 
it's almost like, well, if you're really good at Excel spreadsheets and you're a fashion influencer, then there's probably a way for you to use that in your industry and make it different. But at the same time, if you're a fashion influencer and you're not good at editing videos, you don't have to have the the sort of standard package of skills in order to be good at what you are wanting to do because you bring a different set of skills to the same um, form, right? So for example, then you actually might blow up having very unedited, very raw videos, right? Mm. Or, um, you know, for me, there's certain things that I'm, people probably think I do a lot, but I don't do a lot, right? Like, and the same with you and the same with, same with everybody really who is in their lane. It actually makes me think of uh, a good example. I have a a friend who is at the head of a marketing agency and she really, you would perceive her as this just very creative person, but she is sort of more of like the technical business minded person in that, not necessarily the creative. And the way she shares about her business is by helping other agencies basically get the organization they need in their business. So like her business thrives because she creates content around that area of her business rather than being the person that's making the funny TikTok videos. Obviously she does those mm. too because her team brings her those ideas, but it, it's all like to say that there's like a specific concoction mm -hmm. that is you that is going to land and translate more effectively than if you were to mimic or you know, think you had to be good at something that other people are good at. Yeah. It's almost like we need to tailor our jobs to us rather than trying to fit ourselves into our jobs. Right. And that's where the gift section of the app is so helpful because it says to you what you're good at. And then you can kind of say, okay, well, what am I passionate about? What am I interested in? What do I love to do? And then how do I bring those gifts lead with the gifts that I have in the area that I'm interested in? So for example, you know, you might assume if you see me online and it's very easy to that I'm very woo-woo, okay? And I've spoken about this before. People think I'm probably spending all my time, you know, doing crystals and going to women's circles and sage and womb healing and all this kind of stuff. I've never done any of that stuff. Like I'm a hardcore scientist, mathematician, nerd inside to the core. And so my approach to this comes via that comes via that passion and you know there have been times in the past where I felt the need to well I have to do this and I have to do that in order to be this you know in this field or qualified at this enough or whatever but the more I've actually doubled down on no I love the mechanics no I love the science I love that angle of explanation you know I love astrology too because it's maths to me. Like it looks like math. It's a it's a it's a um it's like an algorithm, right? The way I see it. And I've noticed that not only do I feel more qualified and more secure in my um contribution when I embrace my approach on it and my take and the angle that I come at it from, but also I feel more like me. People ask about imposter syndrome all the time. And I think this might be one of the reasons, one of the big contributing factors is because you're contorting yourself into being a certain um, archetype or cliche that you think you have to be in order to do what you like, in order to shop in the roles that you have in this world, you know, like being a mom or like speaking on stage or whatever other things that make you feel like you have imposter syndrome. A lot of the times people have imposter syndrome about posting online, for example, but I think it's because they think they have to be like jazz hands when they post online instead of just doing it in the way they feel like doing it. 
Um, but it's very easy in this day and age. And that's why it's a daily thing. You have to, unfortunately, we have to actively daily remind ourselves of the opposite because we get bombarded with this mainstream, shunted, homogenized, very narrow band of what authenticity can look like. And that's because most people are conforming way too much, but also because we only see the outside iteration of something. We don't see people's inner process. We don't see people's approach. And so we come to all these assumptions about what it takes to get from A to B to C to da, 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 and then to land up at the outside of how it looks, right? So we think that people who are amazing at business must have logical brains. They must have the ability to predict. They must have five-year plans. They must have business plans. I've never written a business plan in my life. And that's working out well for me. It might not for you, but I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that I don't need that or want that, nor does it make me happy or excited. Maybe there'll be a time and a place when it does all of a sudden, and that's fine too. But that's, I think, how you get rid of feeling like an imposter is like choosing to radically be your unthought through self today rather than the way that you think you have to be. And it sometimes is really subtle, kind of what you just pointed out, where it, it, I feel like sometimes that imposter syndrome, that feeling or feeling like something isn't landing the way that I'm doing something isn't quite working for me, but it seems to be working for other people. It might not be these like massive shifts in what you need to change what you're doing. It can just be something super subtle, like, um, for example, you the way that you're designed to speak, for example, is speaking direction. And people might think that you're like an influencer because you're on Instagram, but the way that you approach it is by speaking direction to people. You're not necessarily telling people what to buy. That's just mm-hmm. not what you do. Whereas mm-hmm. a friend of mine recently, she is kind of like starting her own um, YouTube channel and stuff. And she's also an expert in physical therapy. And she has... I can't remember what the numbers are. Um, the the one that's about truth telling, the gifts. I mean, the the one from the sacral. There's a channel from the sacral to the throat that I think is like about like kind of like speaking truth and like cutting through to the truth. And so when I explained that nuance to her, she was like, "Oh, it's just the way I'm talking about it that it feels incorrect for me." And then all of a sudden, she shifted the way she was talking and sharing about things, and it immediately felt more like her. So it was like a very mm-hmm. subtle shift just in the way she was sharing. So mm-hmm. some of those changes are just so subtle. Yeah, and again, it would be the same if I was trying to express my opinions to people, which I'm not supposed to do, but giving people guidance and direction is a different thing. Speaking from my own um, heart and sense of direct, you know, the guidance, that G center, right? So that's where your design can can just tell you so much, but it's almost like the first time you're going to look at it, you can't get all the answers to it all your life because it's almost like the context of what's happening in your day is what helps you see how different things look in real life I could know that I'm supposed to speak guidance for example and I can see how I can alter my life today to look more like that but I don't know how I'm gonna how that's gonna teach me how to alter something in two years time or two months time so it's almost like that's where it's it's the same manual all the time but you just understand how to apply it in the context of today and that will be different than the context of tomorrow and all that is then is when they amount when they add up 
you just go deeper and deeper into being your real self. You couldn't go so deep into being your real self that you arrive tomorrow because there'd be no, firstly, you couldn't handle the amount of um, light that you on earth, the amount of transformation that you create in yourself. You'd like implode from the inside with how much light you would emanate from yourself. But also that would make it less fun. And there'd be no more point of you being on this planet. Like the whole point is we come here for the journey, for the unveiling. So that's where it's like, oh, you know, when you've read a book like three years ago and then you reread it again, you're like, oh, I got something so different from it. It's the same with living your design. Yeah. And I think you might've said this on one of the Q&A, um, one of the Q&As on the app. If you haven't listen to the Q&A on the app. It's honestly one of my favorite things that we do now. We do weekly Q&As. We actually pull questions from um, subscribers who submit their questions. They're like very detailed questions about um, specific aspects of people's designs. So you were um, saying, someone was asking about, their, it was a generator asking about working and feeling like there was aspects of their work that didn't quite feel like lit them up while other aspects did. And part of your advice to them was to almost like reframe the fact that like them leaning more into what was more correct for them might actually open up the possibility for their company to see, oh, there are actually multiple ways of accomplishing this one job. Maybe I don't have to mold this person into doing it the same way that the previous person who held this role did it. And so it kind of is a little bit of what we're talking about of like kind of allowing yourself to like nudge more into certain areas mm. of yourself. Mm, I love that word. Nudge is such a good word. And it's like when you take the exact shape that you're being pulled from inside to take, you it's it's better than what we try to do, which is like micromanage that we make everything else around us in the world fit and be perfect. And you know, fit us perfectly and fit other people perfectly and micromanage that everyone's happy and we don't ruffle any feathers. And it's not to say that when you're your unthought through real self, you don't, you don't have to, it's not, it doesn't equal ruffling feathers, but it does equal this, usually this very subtle, um, sometimes unconscious to other people advertisement of signaling, oh, this can be done differently and lighting up their brains, making them maybe think they can do things differently or maybe making them reassess that maybe you don't even need to do that specific part to get your whole role done. Or maybe you're even better at your role and then they write it better for the other people in the same role. Or maybe there's other people in the company who would love to do the parts of your role that you don't enjoy doing and then you open up that possibility for them. Um, there's so many ways that your alignment bumps up against the people who are adjacent to you in life and the one thing you can trust is that if it's truly aligned for you it will affect everyone else positively even if your brain can't logically conceive of how because your brain has been so conditioned to just fit yourself fit yourself fit yourself go along with the program go along with the program stick to the status quo do what's asked for you do what's prescribed for you in every way shape and form when actually we what we do is we get gently led to let our shapes, our edges kind of come stick out in certain places, come back in in certain areas, take an unusual shape. And that kind of literally reshifts the world around you better because it is going to adjust accordingly. And um, again, that doesn't have to be this like big, crazy, um, aggressive thing. It's just actually opening up opportunities for better alignment around everyone else. And that's the principle of entrainment. When you, when you get high, it actually helps other people jump up to your same frequency more easily because they can get in your downstream. 
Yeah, I really like this. I, I don't think we've talked about it in this way before. I think we've talked around this, but this mm. this visual of a very subtle nudging in different directions, making yourself mm. take your proper shape is really uh, a cool way of looking at it. And I think that you and I can attest to this even in the roles within our business is like the more we've allowed ourselves to kind of like nudge, it almost can like push you in another direction and then it can push Jane in another direction. And that is actually how you like see your brilliance more. We started this conversation glibly saying that we don't want a bunch of people running around thinking they're idiots, but it really is because we're not doing that. We're mm -hmm. not accustomed to like working and living in that way. Mm -hmm. And you know, even from a selfish point of view, you don't want to be asking people to do things that they're not good at just because you think that that's the only way that that's going to get done. Because even if you just create a little bit of space between thinking that's the only way to get it done, you might find that you can achieve the same goal without that thing being done or someone else who's better qualified will appear. And just you don't even have to make the full shift 180 happen tomorrow, but you just have to create like a pause in between that reactive nature of being like, no, you have to do it whether that's to yourself, whether that's to other people, um, just, you have to just even question and create that tiny bit of a moment in between you hearing that it has to happen this way versus you following and carrying out that order, that belief and saying, maybe it doesn't. What if it doesn't? What if it feels better to have everyone be you know, we titled another episode 200 Beyonce's in the world. Like, what if actually it's not efficient for me to ask you to be B when you're A. And that means maybe you would change jobs. Maybe that means we would work differently together. Maybe that means someone else joins a team. Maybe someone, there's a hundred maybes, right? And I don't have to know what those maybes are. I just have to open myself up to not believing that there's only one way. And that's when the universe can start to talk to us. We have so many people that say they don't hear the universe. And that's because there's not enough space sometimes between the thoughts that have been conditioned into you, all that heaviness, that structure, that shoulds, the whatever, versus us just listening to them and being like, is it true? Do I want to believe it? Where did I get this from? Maybe this isn't mine. What if I, What if this wasn't? Um, didn't have a hold over me? What would I choose to think instead? Any of those things that creates that little pattern interrupt between the, the sort of automatic thought loops that we get, um, that we find ourselves in because of the world we live in. Yeah. And I think it's super easy right now because the energy has been really heavy the past couple of years to think, oh gosh, it's so heavy. All these things we're being tasked with. I live in a world that isn't set up for me, but actually like we're blessed and gifted with the opportunity to approach life this way. You know, 100%. we're in a time that we're being tasked with asking these questions. Yeah. And it's, it's really beautiful because it's free and anyone can do it and it can change your life so easily and so quickly it's not a $500 course you know it's not anything that you have to do except for just face your daily life with this consciousness and you know no one is going to come and sit with you as you do this you know as you're putting on makeup or as you're making your tea or as you're sending that email that you hate sending and you hate doing email you know this is something about me that people don't know is I barely do email I do everything on whatsapp and it works really well for me and whatsapp for my American friends is like the t is like the equivalent of iMessage or 
you know, one of those. It's way and, better though. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it just, I know that I'm more responsive that way. I don't question it. I don't have logic around it. I'm not trying to turn it into universal advice for everybody else. I'm not backing it up with facts and information. I'm just cool with knowing I work better that way. And that's all I need to know to be okay with that's that being the way that I do it, literally. Um, and so it is that also kind of breaking up from having to have these backed up hundred justifications and reasons for things and just trusting in the perfect design of how you're built. Now, of course, there are times when I will get on an email because it is important or because it really needs to get done in a certain format and whatever, but it doesn't have to be one or the other. It just, as long as you know more of your preferences, more of your way, it actually feels a lot safer then and you feel a lot more resentful in the times when you do have to kind of leave your your kind of magic lane and just go visit other places that don't feel so comfortable because you know that you have your magic lane to come back to and you know that's where you feel so strong and capable and where you can make so much magic and feel good about yourself and feel feel happy and pleased with what you put out that you're like of course I can send an email and you don't feel resentful over it you know and that's just a small example most people are listening to this probably fine with sending emails but that find your whatever your email is and, and apply that to that oh that's such that's such a good uh call out of when you're doing the majority of being you you're almost less resistance to kind of sometimes doing the things that aren't quite a fit for you they don't feel as heavy yeah, you're like, I could pull it together, you know? And I think that also comes with like a, having a strong inner parent where you're like, listen, tomorrow you'll wake up and you'll get to do your day your way again. So relax, you know? Jump like, on the let's not throw our toy. Yeah, let's not throw our toys out of the pram. You know, let's not freak out because this now is a rarity, right? Because you fought for doing life the majority in according to your alignment. So sometimes there will be times when you make compromises and that's also just part of life but compromises drain us when we do them most of the time when we are overly meeting the world halfway when we are overly meeting other people halfway because we haven't taken the time to establish what our home base is and that's what I really want to encourage people to do with this in today's with today's episode is like strengthen the shit out of your own home base yeah and especially for I think the people that are, you know, maybe working within companies that they feel like they're constrained, consider the fact that you slowly nudging your edges out actually will make a much bigger impact than you think. Yeah. And similarly, there might be other things that you feel like maybe aren't your territory, but you feel really inclined to go towards. You give yourself maybe the power of, okay, well, maybe I'm in a mostly left brain job, but I have this one other right brain creative thing that I could bring to it, you know? Um, and again, I'm going to give like a silly example, but maybe it is, you know, illustrating things rather than doing them in, you know, um, PowerPoint presentations more dry or something like that, right? You just never know how these little things, which are expressions of your very individuated essence, that seems like, okay, what's it going to give me? It's not going to go anywhere, but you never know. You're going to become, maybe people will respond to your presentation more than they do to other people. And then there's novelty to that. And then they ask you to present more and then you get heard more because your voice sinks in more. You just never know. So it's not about knowing. You don't have to ever know where it's going to lead. You just have to take the small chance to do things in a slightly um, new way, in a slightly unconventional way, slightly off-center, slightly creative, slightly quirky. Um, because 
listen, worst thing that's going to happen is people aren't going to like it. And people are going to tell you they don't like it there. And then you might be like, well, maybe I like it enough that I'll take it somewhere else or I'll do it on the side. Or maybe we'll be like, we freaking love it. And maybe you'll be like, actually, I don't really want to work in a place that doesn't vibe that. Or maybe it will give you such a high because it will feel so aligned that it will readdress what you want to do with your life and the way that you, that's the thing. So you have to give yourself the flexibility to play outside the lines because no one else is going to. No one else in this world is primarily concerned with making you play outside the lines because trust me, everyone else, if we're, we're busy enough, like the task is to get ourselves to get there, right? And most of us don't even know how. So it's only your, you're only in charge of your piece of this real estate on this planet, which is you. Don't expect anybody else to, especially not, um, you know, somebody who is in a um, position above you because they probably are going to take their liberation from you. I just thought of the the cutest, like just most precious, like small micro example that because I think often when we have these kinds of conversations, I think the mind directly goes towards like ways of working. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, oh, how do I change the way I'm working to make my work change? But it sometimes is unrelated things. Like I just thought about like my mom. I just learned this. She's outer vision. Her strongest sense is outer vision. And she's always getting ready for everything like she does her hair does her makeup does everything for everything I'm always like mom like geez you can't just like nod to your hair one day and then I realized she's outer vision like that's how she interacts with the world she likes to beautify things that makes her feel good so like even as simple as like maybe your strongest sense is outer vision and you're showing up to work and you're not really you know putting in the effort because you feel like this isn't the job for you or something but because you're outer vision you start playing with your outfits getting yourself like like done up every day and then that somehow shifts something in your job and then you're presented with an opportunity or you just you just don't know it's just being as as you as possible is what's going to shift things a hundred percent and I love that example and it's such a I think sometimes when we hear spiritual platitudes we kind of write them off but you know you've heard the one before some version of feeling good is the highest priority or feeling get yourself in a state of joy is the the whatever it's literally that like there's nothing that's going to make you feel more secure to be able to meet the world and handle the world and be brilliant than being yourself and so that is an investment and also on a mechanical level People don't know that you're, even without knowing that her strongest sense is out of vision, when she's signaling as what she really is, it's a more juicy state towards other people, even if they can't tell why. And she's obviously feeling better about herself and she's feeling more like her. And so you're right, like you never know how it translates, but there's so many layers of energy behind. And she obviously doesn't, can't, couldn't tell you why. When you're like, why would you do that? She can't tell you, you know, but she just trusted enough without putting pressure on it to give her anything, knowing that it will lead to a happier life. And the thing is, is like also, I think in, you know, the specifically Western culture, we're so focused on productivity and so focused on success. But at the end of the day, like success is obviously your goals, but we also all have the other goal of wanting those things because we think it's going to make us happy day to day. So you also have to make sure that you are doing those things that make you feel good every single day because if you get to your goals without also managing that, you are just going to get there and feel miserable, right? So you have to also know how to make yourself happy and how to make yourself feel like you again as you go on the journey. 
because you're only going to feel the sweetness of your goals when you get there as being your real self. Yeah. And I think just this conversation in general is just like how we have a world of people walking around feeling brilliant. Yeah. And it's a it's an inside job that if you sign up to will bring you rewards of just really remembering how good you are at very specific things and being comfortable that you are just here to play your part perfectly you're not here to be everything you're not here to be a cookie cutter you're not here to be a carbon copy you're not here to be someone else's expectations you are here to literally go on this journey where you have no idea how brilliant you are but you at least take the like you take the chance of discovering it and life continues to reveal newer heights as you go down that radically different journey of just embracing that maybe you're quirky and it's not a cookie cutter but you're just going to go there anyway then you're like wow I didn't even know that all humans are capable of this level of magnificence because you literally life brings it out of you when you risk just being your own thought through natural self without needing to know how or why or why it doesn't fit in with anything else and you know that's really the main thing is that if you think about what a better quality of humanity when everybody knows that they're good at something like obviously we want everyone to be you know making amazing things happen in the world and being gifted and whatever but I also think on a purely like if you want to take it down to a level of kindness and treating each other well if you feel gifted and you feel good firstly you're going to see effortlessly without trying to see it from your mind but you're effortlessly going to empathically understand everybody else has brilliance and you're going to be unthreatened by other people's difference of brilliance and be feel free to be genuinely in awe of other people's brilliance that's so different from your own not threatened by it and it's weird because you get to almost then vicariously dine out on other people's brilliance because it's not your own but you're so fascinated by it but also you're going to be less likely to be unkind to people you're going to feel less likely to be insecure about yourself and then project that onto other things like when you are in your magic lane and you're so like safe and secure in it you don't have to try to be kind you don't have to try to be understanding you just naturally find yourself being more that way and you know i really was somebody who spent my whole 20s feeling completely incapable and i know that i was more mean to people or judgmental to people or reactive or snappy or whatever it is and it's not to say that I'm not sometimes those things too but I just feel like the urge to do that that is coming from a reactive place is just not there anymore because I'm more secure in what my part my little puzzle piece in this world that I come to play is and I can just bathe in that now 